0: Hello all, welcome to our next episode of the West Coast Infidels podcast series. In this episode, we will take a look at what happened at the Jamta and then touch upon a few interesting topics related to the test and the aftermath. As usual, I have with me our man from up north, Ramakrishnan, and our full-time coach to our juniors and sometimes CSK superfan, Vijay Kumar. Ram will kick off the episode with his thoughts on what happened and did not at the Jamta. Fantastic.
1: So while the series was just as spicy off the ground as it was on the ground, I'll make every effort to keep my observations to the cricket on the ground at least to begin with. So let's start with India. I thought they turned in quite a flawless performance for a team that was... (laughs) primarily led by Ravi Indran and Ravi Chandran, if you are caught up with that me. What the spinners bring with the bat was really obvious in this game with the scores that Jadija and Akshay put up taking India past 400. We got two debutants in this game. One of them, interestingly, was 32 years old making his debut and he has now played all three formats of the game for the country despite making his debut for all three formats after the age of 30. This happens very, very, very rarely. Much props to Surik Kumar Yadav for doing this. Really glad that he got a game. Sadly, now that uh, there is news coming in that Ayir is back, he's not likely to play the next game or maybe any test for a while. A selection very similar to that of Jaydee Hunatka. Left field selections, played a test, won't likely play one more time. Uh, but it really does feel good that they you know somehow managed to get that cap on and go out into the field. The pace bowlers did really, really well. I mean, they had a role, surprisingly, to begin with. You know, Shami did his usual second innings number by cleaning up the tail and and even be very good in the first innings as well. We will perpetually associate the number one with Siraj as far as this game is concerned. Why is that? Because he made one run after batting nearly 20 balls without getting out in the first innings to take India to 400. And in the second innings, when Australia were all out for 91... Just got a bowl one over. That's it. And then he was consigned to the corner. So he was completely denied any bowling duty right after. That's insofar as the bowling is concerned. As far as the batting is concerned, the elephant in the room must be called out uh, Kale Rahul, Virat Kohli. And to a slightly lesser extent, Cheteshwar Pujara. It's not
2: just one elephant, man. That's a a herd of elephants. (laughs) That's that's like a herd of elephants. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'm going a little easy on Pujara because he's going to play 100 tests and everything. But yeah, certainly my wrath on KL Rahul and Virat Kohli cannot be missed. Kohli is up on his home ground. So, you know, we hope to see something else there. And KL Rahul, man, really needs some runs. Moving on to the Aussies, I I thought they really missed their fifth bowler. If Green isn't going to be fit for the next test, I'd go to the extent of saying that they should simply drop one of the batters to accommodate that extra bowler. We'll come to that as part of the preview later. For now, just safe to say, we saw some fight from Smith and Nabushan. The others were really, really poor. i I expected more from Kwaaja. He had such a rich vein of form kind of coming into the series. He hasn't had success in India in the past, but he did have success in Pakistan. He batted well. And I really expected that there would be some more fight. I sure hope to see that when they open at the Kotla. And finally, great to see young Murphy, just 22 years old, who shattered the image of that little lion thing by comfortably out-bowling him. For Lyon, it's time, in my opinion, for introspection. Things are getting worse by the day. In Australia, he was out-bowled by Ashwin. In India, he is being out-bowled by a rookie. So, need to figure out what, what that uh, really means for him. Yeah, so those are my top-level thoughts for you.
0: I'm going to take a slightly different approach. I'm going to delve into the game a little bit to do more of a play-by-play, if you will. Even before the series and the first test started, there were a slew of controversies initiated by the Aussie media and a few ex-cricketers around the pitch, basically. It seemed like a concerted move to set up a narrative that declares that the game will be stolen by the Indians through pitch doctoring and whatnot. This model of unfairly targeting Indian and other subcontinent nations just reeks of the hypocrisy when you consider the way Team India was treated in Brisbane in the last test of the 2021 series. Anyway, that's another story. To me, the game was essentially won and lost in the second session of day one. Smith and Labushin were batting wonderfully well and somehow managed to keep the relentless Indian attack at bay after the two early wickets. It was batting of the highest quality with both the batters reading the ball very well and gradually bumping up the scoring rate. Siraj and Shami started well, although I thought Shami at least could have been a little bit more tighter because a lot of four balls were going. But then what is batting in India? Batting in India, especially for visitors, is about settling down and playing out the first half an hour An hour, and then shifting gears once you have judged the pace, the bounce, the turn on offer. Australia seemed to have weathered that storm as they eased through to lunch. To me, Smith and Labushin looked very, very good. And then came the blows. The first one was that beautiful ball that Jadeja bowled where he held the ball back just that little bit and beat Labushin in the flight and Bharat did the rest. In fact, that helped Bharat settle down. Bharat was struggling until then, a little bit at least. And then five hours later came that ball, that arm ball, really, that Castle Smith, who was looking in absolutely wonderful touch. And that was it. There was a few robust initiatives by Kerry trying to advance the score. But once that resistance was breached, India just ripped through the tail. Five wickets for 15 runs. So from 162 for five, they were 177 all out and squarely behind the eight ball. A lot was said about the frailty of the Indian batting and in the opinion of some experts, the primary reason for Australia sure to even have a chance in the series was that the Indian batting was not clicking. Rohit just shushed all the discussions with the terrific innings that was so reminiscent of that magnificent 161 in Chepauk in early 2021. Every ball was played on merit. As usual. he looked as if he had all the time in the world. The much maligned Rahul actually eased his way to 21 before just gifting his wicket at the end of the day But then, the night watchman Ashwin came and played a very sedate knock, supporting his captain. I thought the application showed by Rohit and Ashwin on day two was exemplary in sharp contrast to the somewhat Slovenly methods used by the Aussie batters. At one point, it looked like a very, very strong platform would be set. Then in came Scott Boland. Boland bowled a fantastic spell. He completely dried up the scoring. The pressure told. And Murphy got Ashwin. And then very quickly, Pujara, Kohli and Sky disappeared. And we were fired down for 168. Nine runs behind Australia at that point of time. Now, a Stark or another strike bowler at that point could potentially have made a few more inroads and the game would have been very different. But then, Jadeja in his batting avatar appears. And then, Pretty much between him and Rohit, they batted Australia out of the game. And then later on, Aksar came and just rubbed in salt into the wounds. And we had pretty much closed out the game by the end of day two. The key here is the batting failed again. And again, it was these bowling all-rounders who stayed with the skipper to work us into this position. If these guys didn't, this could have been a very, very different game and a very difficult game to handle. Because we would have been batting fourth. Because once the lead crossed the 150 mark, there was only going to be one result. It was just a matter of time, how long this game would progress. With a 150 lead, Rohit could put fielders right around the bat all the time. But before he could even think about it, Ashwin expertly dismantled the entire Australian top order in the second innings and they were just left with nothing. But the third innings capitulation and the final margin are not the real reflection of the true capabilities of these two teams. It is just that India simply won each and every important point of the way. So it reminds me of the Serb who serves.
2: Before going into this game itself, I'm just hoping that the Pakistan cricket board is watching these games. And what a colossal mistake they made when they prepared the kind of pitches they made. Batting-friendly pitches from day one to day five just backfired on them. And it just goes on to show that, you know, lively wickets are a must in the subcontinent, especially when your visitors are from the Sena teams. So Pakistan should really, really stop preparing these 22-yard highways. And they just dissolve their own bowling advantage. So I just wanted to go there. And then if you think about it, they had a terrific event with the sound wickets themselves, Sabra Ahmed. And if you had given him a sporting wicket, I don't know what could have happened for that series against Australia, or England for that matter. Uh, Lanka did a better job exposing head and spinning conditions, and that's probably kind of why we had this little controversy of him not playing this first game. Anyway, coming back to this game, for me, the first three overs were like electric from our quicks. Those two wickets, Two for two, it was like unbelievable. I don't think we have had a better start to a series against Australia ever. And, you know, just putting the opposition on the back foot, a team like Australia, and kudos to Smetila Vision to tide it through and see through to lunch before, you know, things once again topple towards India. On the players, I couldn't help but wonder if this series could be for Warner, what the 2013 series was for Viru. So in this game itself, Warner actually got up three times. (laughs) One of them was a Kohli reprieve. And if the ASEO media are to be believed, we will see head at the top of the order in the next game, which at least makes biological sense to have (laughs) him at the top. So, Kwaja has done enough in recent times, so you might get a longer stint at that. But yeah, I, I'm kind of proposing that even for this game that they should go with a 6 plus 5 in India. Hopefully they'll do that in the next game and make the competition a little bit more level. For India, the four players went without playing a decisive hand in the victory. They were all batters. You, you guys call them out. KL, Pujara, Kohli, and Sky. That we still won by an innings is mainly due to Sir and the lower order. But this weakness has gotten buried. We didn't quite talk through that in any of the post-match discussions, the other thing is Kohli's slip catch. It's just gone from bad to worse. I genuinely wonder if he has a reflex issue now, much needed in that place. I mean, you have KL in the team, you have himself with bucket hands. So I think it's high time they rethink who is there in that critical slip position, especially you know with the old ball and if it's uh, the lone slip standing there. We talked a little bit about players we thought we might miss. This game we didn't miss. Pan, who is more in the Saha mould? Kind of came it tends to fly under the radar we didn't see too much chatter from him but he didn't do anything to need a change in the keeper either so so we, we were wondering whether it would be Shan Kishan propping up the batting but for now this could just be the plot of the next Tom Cruise movie Kishan impossible no, I think it's pretty much impossible
1: I mean the advantage he had was the whole additional left hand batter effort but I think Parak did enough to, to hold on to his position and I think they didn't make the right choice in terms of getting as a keeper. There were there were some theories during the rounds on Kale Rahul being co-opted to keep instead. And I shudder at that idea, especially after seeing the way things panned out. Kale is an okay keeper as far as one day is a concern. Maybe he can keep there. But having him keep to test 90 overs a day, I think it's just asking for too much. It just people basically clutching at straws to somehow make Rahul useful in the context of a test match that they want him to keep
2: instead.
0: I also think that in a test match, you're not going to have your opener keep. It's never going to work. A one-day game is a different ball game altogether or a T20 is a different ball game, but not in a test match. And again, Rahul is not a keeper by trade. He's a batter who can keep. And to me... Bharat is a very accomplished keeper. He was very clean. Once he got that initial dismissal of Marnas Labushen, after that, he was invisible, which is exactly what you want the keeper to be. Just there to appeal, deal with the DRS, take the catches, and then you don't talk about them. What do we talk about Pant about? It's about his batting, not his keeping. His keeping has become very, very good. So good that we don't even notice On Pant's keeping, just a quick
1: detour, 60-second detour, I was reading the fielding coach's book, R. Sridhar's book. We actually spend half a chapter talking about how they worked with Pant to turn him from this disastrous keeper into a really, really good one. It's a fascinating read. I mean, drills, back-to-back, working with him, making him think for himself, working on his technique. He mentions a bunch of things. It's actually quite a fascinating read. Recommend it.
0: We saw the effect of that in the 2021 England series when he's keeping behind the stumps to Aksar and Ashwin, was just yeah, fabulous.
1: That's right. And that's exactly what Sridhar talks about as well. Mirab, that you could see like almost the switch was flipped and he suddenly became really good at keeping to even somebody as difficult as Akshar on that famous Ahmedabad pitch with nah, pinball.
0: Nah. It still doesn't alter the fact that he's not a very good T20 player, but that's a different matter. That's a different story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but overall, I thought this was a good test match, a typical subcontinent stranglehold, wherein the game was even keeled for some time. There was a little ups and downs. And then when Team India was ready, they just left their opponents in the dust. It has happened again and again so many times. The only time we slipped up was Peterson said, no, nothing doing in Mumbai 10 years ago. It took two exceptionally good batters to Change the tide. This Australian team does have the batter. Steve Smith is absolutely outstanding. The way he batted in the second innings was brilliant. Absolutely. And Marnus Rabushir is a very good player, also. The rest of the crew, I'm not so sure, but you don't need everybody to bat. You just need two guys to bat, and that's enough. I know everybody's written of this Australian team, including their media, their fans, and everybody else. I really wouldn't. In fact, to me, that segues into a basic question. About 15 months ago, there was a very dismal session of pink ball cricket at Adelaide. We ended up crumbling to our lowest test score with the talismanic captain heading home. It looked like it was curtains, a 0-4 thrashing. And then the then coach loudly exhorted his wards to wear the 36 like a badge. All of us laughed, to be honest. And many of us thought, what are these guys doing there? But we all know what it culminated in. That wonderful off drive that reached the boundary, bringing us the trophy. So the question for me is can this 91 All Out be Australia's badge to wear? What do you guys think?
1: In my opinion, very difficult. I think, I mean, you called out the positives, they have Smith. Barnes Smith is a proven performer on these kind of tracks. He made 100 in Pune in 2017. Why I thought India did so well in that other series, the BGT, was purely done on the strength of our bowling, though we kept losing one base bowler each of the following tests. We still seem to somehow have enough quality. Even somebody like two, stepped up to the extent that he could actually be as good as expected of it is bowler with some experience and Gabba was still very much a freak show. I have questions about this Australian spin attack and I think they've got to somehow find the energy and the belief to to bowl like Todd Murphy did in the first game which is why I'm truly really really hoping that they play those three spinners in addition to Cummins and hopefully Green or whoever but if Green is not fit then they lose out on the batting. If not, they'll have the requisite balance to compete. So I still think it depends on which personnel do they put on the ground as far as the Kotla is concerned. Then they can either make a match of it or not. I think the last BJT was a a once-in-a-generation set of events coming together, and and the odds of something like that happening again, to me at least, is low.
2: Yeah, the one thing that I'm worried about is Kohli left Australia for the birth of his child, now we also have somebody so team in. for the purpose. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, see, it's getting eerily similar for me. <laughs> Not that Swepson played in the first game or anything like that, but there is enough commonality that, that is worrying. The other thing is, I think the turnaround came, we saw the players in front of us. But the back-end stuff, right, the bowling coaching stuff, Arun and others... They formulated the whole bowling plan by bowling to a middle leg stump line and then purchasing wickets that way. I mean, we have to ask the what can these Australians do in the court like kind of pitches around that I mean do they have the arsenal to bring the turnaround and again I'm a little skeptical about that as well but like you rightly pointed out what's there in the bench for them like you know it's really not that inspiring at the moment but one just wonders that if at all there is a turnaround who is going to lead that turnaround, I'm going to fall on pretty conventional terms and see if Marnus Labushan and Steve Smith bat through two sessions, for example. Mm. That could be enough. And then Cummins gets dark to partner in, in, you know, given that our middle order is already brittle, you know, there are chances. If things fall in place from the toss to team selection for Australia, they might just put up a good show. But that, that's... Most like me being hardcore Australian and make some wishful thinking at this point. Awesome.
0: My take on this is that there's the fundamental difference between our 2021 series and now is number one, we actually took the lead at Adelaide. We were in a good position. It was just yeah. one session of absolute chaos. And as many of these analysts put through with numbers, pretty much every ball that was missed was edged and every edge was caught. That, Made a huge difference. There was no play and miss. There was only play and out. It was very, very peculiar, that piece of play. Otherwise, we were in the ascendancy. We had taken the lead and we were looking very good. And that was reasserted at Melbourne. We, we took a bigger lead and then we crushed them. Correct. And secondly, there's nothing to lose. That Indian team there were all about Virat Kohli. They were just literally planning to ride on him. To get through the series this team had nothing to lose and all of these guys played free free from expectations anything that they did was going to be a bonus okay. and all the new kids came to the party the third thing is one thing that both of you pointed out is personnel just like India when we play in Sena or when we play limited over we can't play our three quicks because our batting gets weakened right that is exactly the same problem the Australians have. They can't play three spinners because they don't bat. You don't have the personnel. If you don't have three spinners, we have three great spinners, not just three spinners. Two are probably all-time greats and one will get there at the rate at which he's going. Correct. But and Australia they can all doesn't have bat, that. All bat. And they, can yeah. all bat. they can all bat very well. These Australians have got some very good quicks. Yes, in the first test, they were impacted. They lost balance because their prime all-rounder was not available. And Mitchell Stark was not available. I do think Mitchell Stark would have be been more likely to prize out people than Scott Boland was. Boland was but I also do believe that Scott Boland was the reason they even got to 168 for 5 because for is shutting down one end completely. We would still be batting. Yeah, exactly. okay. I would concur with you guys that I do not think that they have the personnel for that. But then again, we yeah. didn't even have 11 right? We'll know in the next few days whether the Australian team is really made of steel or are they going to just get sucked in by less than intelligent media and and ex-players and get all worked up about some pitch and all that stuff. The whole drama about moving the test to indoor and then saying that Ashwin has an average of 12.5 and hyperventilating over it is cartoonish. Okay. Like I suggested, the tweet for the next test is also ready, because our friend Aksar Patel has an average of nine point two at the Motera. Ashwin has got it eleven point two, and they have taken something like thirty five wickets in one hundred and twenty overs or something like that. I mean, this is brilliant. Uh, I don't think uh, uh, Fox.
1: Rate. I don't think the Fox cricket guys have gotten as far as the Ahmedabad test. They're still kind of stuck in Kotla and indoor slash
2: Taramshala for now. They'll get there. Somebody has to clarify for them that indoor doesn't mean it's not going to be outdoors. It's still outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, the it, way it, they are going, that could be a controversy now. <laughs> indoor and now we are
0: playing outdoor. <laughs> I I do think this whole thing by Fox Cricket must be just to get some eyeballs and get some money out of it. And who cares about the Australian team who are just sunk by this nonsense? Absolutely, okay. it's pretty you- sad.
1: The one point I didn't want to make is to give the players credit. Not one of them have actually said anything about the page or have generally taken on a complaining, whining tone, per se, as far as the players are concerned. The ex-players are overcompensating, but the players have been super polite and uh, they've uh, avoided making statements as far as the pitch or whatever is concerned, which is very good. But the, the traveling Indians, at least under, uh, you know, in the Kohli era, at least, uh, and then they do it even now, they do not complain about the pitches. So, Ravi Shastri, if you ever famously said, take the pitch out of the equation. So yeah, they, they, you know, you, you, you take the pitch, you bring. And I'm, I'm glad the Australians are saying something similar. I mean, they they prepared accordingly. It just did not translate to results.
0: I concur here. I thought the players and the coaching staff and their entourage, they've been spot... They've been very good. They've been very quiet. They've just come to play cricket and that's that. And many of their ex-players have pretty much been very matter-of-fact. These are the conditions that we expected. And this is what we got. We We need to play. it. We need to play these conditions. It's not... And, of course, it helped a lot when Aksar and Jadej had this big yeah, partnership because this whole discussion about left-hander, right-hander, whatever-hander, all that was just like eliminated. <laughs> looks like we had a great start to the series, as in we, as in India, and hopefully we'll stay there and win this through and get to the WTC. We still need to win two more games to book our slots without having to depend on some West Indian bowlers or some New Zealand bowlers to do the job for us. With this, this episode is a wrap. And in the next episode, we'll be jumping over to talk about the next test. Thanks, everyone. I hope you much. enjoyed our perspective.